0: Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. It is so wonderful to be back with you. Boy, what unprecedented times we are all living in. And I know that the arts have helped you get through this time in a variety of ways, whether it's movies or dancing or singing or watching TV. So grateful that the arts can be uh, with each of us and so grateful for Magic 107.7 FM and their incredible coverage during this COVID-19 pandemic. We had to take just a little bit of a break uh, from the radio show to be able to give them more airtime to cover the things that they needed, but we are so very lucky and grateful to be back to continue to share the stories of our arts community and the wonderful work that they are doing. I'd love to share more, but I just want to dive right into with our first guest because I want to give them as much time as possible Unfortunately, our dear friend Mary Thompson Hunt could not be with us today, but she sends you her love and hopefully be back with us in the next few weeks. So I want you to meet two of my dear friends, R.K. Kelly and Steve Fessler, arts advocates and champions in Central Florida. Hi to the two of you. Hello. How you doing, Josh?
1: Hey, I'm Josh. I'm great.
0: It's good to be able to talk to both of you. So R.K., you and Steve and a, and a whole bunch of wonderful people in our community have been working on a project and actually launched a project to help our artists. Tell us about it.
2: Well, we knew that Central Florida uh, being a huge arts uh, hub for professional uh, entertainers um, was going to be hard hit and it certainly has been. Uh, I think every single stage has been dark, whether it's, you know, concerts or theater. Um, children's activities, et cetera. They've all been dark since middle of March. And here we are at the end of May. And for many of the thousands of performers and technicians and design and production personnel, uh, their income has completely vanished. And I found myself asking myself, well, what can I do? And um, Steve, the same, and and many of us uh, working together, found some wonderful partner organizations and have set up a uh, temporary artist uh, meals and produce support program uh, that we're uh, offering to anyone that, that needs it.
0: Yes, and you know, this is a more than just giving out food and produce. Steve, I saw on social media last week, all of these artists sharing the love that was happening. You guys are building community through this project too,
3: right? It's very special to us. And you know, this is really a thank you to our arts community for all the time and years of uh, providing uh, food for our soul. And now we're providing some food for their tummies. And uh, it's just uh, very heartwarming to see our friends and our family. And we're really in, the, we're really in this together. And I'm really so happy that we can uh, be part of something that is um, helping what I consider to be my extended family.
0: Yeah, and so you had signs were waving and I think there were stilt walkers and like, I mean, people are (laughs) there honking (laughs) their horns. I mean, it's really not, again, just not about food, but it's really about celebrating the artists, right, RK?
2: That's exactly right. And I know the isolation is affecting everyone, but I think for those that are used to uh, applause, um, that isolation and, and silence can be incredibly deafening in in a, a mental and emotional way, and uh, we absolutely uh, know. All of us work in the arts and, and for decades now, and we absolutely know the best remedy for that is to get people back out and connecting with with each other. Of course, socially distanced and very very safe, but. Um, I, I'm, I've loved being there. I know Steve has. And I, I can't tell you the enthusiasm pouring out of these car windows. We've had arts leaders and board members from across the community, Terry Olson from uh, Orange County Cultural Affairs coming out and just showing support. And, and I, we're all getting far more than we're giving.
0: I love that. And Steve, I know that the first location is at St. Luke's United Methodist Church, and hopefully there might be one or two more locations, depending on how long the need goes. But why St. Luke's, Steve?
3: Well, St. Luke's has been uh, considered the the theater's church or the church where um, a lot of artists attend. It's centrally located amongst all the um, theme parks, SeaWorld, Universal, and uh, Disney, And it seemed like the the best fit because they really reach out to that community. And it's an open church for everybody and anybody. And um, they wanted to partner with us. And so R.K. and I uh, were in conversations with the church and brought into the mix Four Rivers uh, Barbecue and Smokehouse. And John Rivers has been such a great supporter. And it just seemed like a, Mm -hmm. a wonderful partnership between all of us.
0: Yeah. And I've heard so many great things about four rivers and about John rivers. And it seems like, you know, he really does,
3: uh, and he and his company really do walk the walk, not just talk the talk. He really does. I mean, the, the man is an amazing man. He's very philanthropic and, uh, he's really helping us out in so many different ways, not just by preparing the food, but, you know, this is also about their community as well and keeping their workers working. And, uh, it's really a win-win for everyone. And, uh, course, we rely on donations to make all this happen. But I'll tell you, the outpouring of love from this community, Josh, has just been amazing over the past month. So, R.K., you mentioned this when we started this conversation about
0: so many of our artists are furloughed or out of work. Um, You know, how difficult has it been for the arts community or the arts and culture sector to navigate this pandemic? Uh, We've been hit pretty hard, wouldn't you say?
2: Oh, unprecedented, absolutely unprecedented. I, I was in leadership roles and uh, supervising performers, et cetera, after 9-11 um, during the 80, uh, to 08, 09 recession. And um, none of it was anything like this uh, and certainly never worldwide. And um, so we're all trying to find our way back to the stage, back to the theater but uh, the trough is, is deep and I fear it will be long, but I'm encouraged that everyone has gotten so creative, um, finding other ways to produce art, to reach their constituents, to buoy themselves and their, their fellow um, arts advocates and performers and board members and donors, et cetera. Um, you know, it, the creativity has not stopped. Mm. And um, I think we can really uh, celebrate that when we look back on this time.
0: So well-spoken and so optimistic. What a great message, case. So Steve, tell us exactly when this is happening and and how we can get information about it. Give us the details.
3: Well, the details are that we, every Tuesday at St. Luke's between 11 and 1 PM, uh, we uh, have a milk distribution, which we provide a, a fully cooked meal that people can take home and reheat along with bags of produce, and last week, we even had some bread donated from uh, Publix, which was fantastic. And it's just a, it, it's, it's an, a wonderful event that everybody can come together. But yeah, it happens every single Tuesday. And we're, we're looking, depending on our finances, whether we can expand to other days and more as the need, is needed, as, as the need shows up. So um, that's the details. The details are that we're there for them until, uh, until we feel that the need is not there. So 11 to 1 p.m. every
0: Tuesday at St. Luke's Methodist Church. And who exactly is eligible for these
3: free meals and produce, Steve? Any artist. It could be entertainment management. It can be costumers. It can be designers. It can be people who are performers on stage, musicians, technicians, pyrotechs. Anybody who's involved in the entertainment industry, we do not turn anyone away. Uh, So if they show up they're going to receive a lo- a lot of love and a meal and some produce and uh, and go away from their feeling really good about themselves. I love Absolutely. That. And if
2: I can if I can add to that, it's really truly no questions asked. There is mm. no who are you, where do you work, nothing like no. that. Um, people just roll in and we want them to have a great time. We have uh, a whole traffic pattern around the church so so every there's multiple stops and people pick things up and they're serviced in a very safe way and hopefully they have a great time and that's what we've heard we've had some great testimonies coming back um some will make you laugh and some make you cry but
0: um it is it is open to absolutely everyone i love that and i I, it's for their families their whole families too because i saw a couple of photos of family sitting down, you know, with their kids over meals that they had received um, from this project that you guys are doing. So it's not just affecting the artists, it's also helping everyone who lives in their household, which is, which is just beautiful. And RK, you mentioned um, that it was safe. So if anybody's concerned about going out and getting a meal through this, what are some of the safety precautions that, that you're making sure that you're doing? Because I know you guys are going above and beyond with that.
2: Well, you know, hats off to everyone at at, uh, Four Roots, which is the charity arm of Four Rivers and St. Luke's and Steve Fessler, uh, stage manager extraordinaire. Um, They all have been incredibly focused on doing this correctly in terms of social distancing. Um, Everyone is masked. Everyone has gloves on. uh, We keep volunteers spread out. People do not need to leave their cars. Uh, We can pass things through the window or if they prefer, you know, open the back door or pop the trunk. We don't have to get close to them at all. Um, And so it's it is extremely safe. And that's uh, part of, you know, keeping people comfortable. Everyone's at a different point in their um, public experience right now. And uh, we want to make sure everyone feels like they can come out and and uh, get encouraged, stretch their budget a little bit. Have something different mm-hmm. that they're not making at home, right. <laughs> and, um, and but most of all, just get get the boost and no, you know, to me, it's, it's easy to feel forgotten. It's, you know, our people are, are they visible? So many of our performers and, and technicians, et cetera, they gig between multiple stages, multiple performers, multiple arts organizations, multiple theme parks. And so who do I belong to? Does anybody know how I'm doing? And uh, we want to make sure that people know we see you and we know you're there and we're there for you.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. So safe and free, No questions Alice. this sounds almost too good to be true, but it really is true. And artists, you can go and get a free meal and produce and just some love and encouragement from many wonderful community volunteers. So Steve, if people want to volunteer their time and help, or they want to donate, can you tell us how
3: we can do that? Yes, the the donation site is feedtheneedfl.org. And they can go into that site and they can donate to the cause. And, and they just need to click on Arts uh, meal, uh, Community Meals, and uh, that way it will get directly to this cause. Uh, if they would like to volunteer, they can go to the StLukes.org site and uh, there's a place to volunteer uh, to uh, hand out meals and to be there really as supporters and encouragers and uh, just let the community know that they're, they're not forgotten and we're all together.
0: Wonderful. R.K., can you leave us just with a couple of last words, maybe a challenge to our artists during this time to keep their heads up high? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Uh, do not forget artists and, and all of those that work in the arts industry, that you are a vital and important part of our um, our social system, of our psychology and our economy. And we rely on you and the gifts you bring to us. So that's why this thank you exists and uh, we will all get through this together.
0: And thank you to both of you for organizing this project and really making this passion uh, come to life. So listeners, help us spread the word every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at St. Luke's United Methodist Church. Anyone who's associated with the arts and cultural industry can go and get free free produce and free meals. So go and check that out. And of course, if you want to donate, for volunteers steve reminded us of those things thank you guys both for joining me thank you thank you take care keep up the good work and listeners we'll be right back so don't go anywhere we're going to be talking to another great organization doing good things during this time we'll be right back magic 107.7 fm from the heart Welcome back listeners to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Uh, It was so great to talk to R.K. Kelly and to Steve Fessler about the project they're doing to Feed Artists. So just a reminder, every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at St. Luke's United Methodist Church, anyone in the arts and culture industry and sector can go and get free a free meal and free produce. So make sure you help us spread the word on that. I want to talk to one of my good friends and partners in the arts, uh, Tracy Connor from Michele Puppets. Hello, Tracy. Hi,
1: Joshua. Thank you so much for inviting me today.
0: It is my pleasure, and Mary and I have had the honor of having you and your friends, and we and and uh, part of your teammates on the show many times uh, to talk about the work that you're doing. But of course, we're doing things just a little bit different now, right? We're uh, we're in this really crazy, unprecedented time, and we're all having to to create arts accessibility in different ways. What are, the, what are some of the things that you're doing and, and Micheli Puppets is doing?
1: Sure. Well, uh, we were positioned pretty well to pivot to an online kind of platform because we had already um, have a library of puppet videos and films. So one of the first things that we did was just start sharing that information, especially out to the schools that we tour and to families through our online database and our social media. So we started pushing those things out. Um, One of the ways that puppets make a really important impact in the lives of children particularly is um, being used as a sounding board. So we knew that Children were going to be feeling some stress and tension about the um, the coronavirus, but also being stuck at home. So we launched something we're calling live puppet chats, and families can sign up to have a 10-minute Zoom conversation with a puppet live. And uh, we were able to keep our puppeteers busy um, Mm -hmm. doing these live puppet chats. Puppet Chats through Zoom. And uh, we've just gotten some really phenomenal feedback. And many families are signing up week after week because it just means so much to their children. And so um, anyone who's listening to this uh, radio show is welcome to also sign up for the Puppet Chats. And uh, we'd love to host your family.
0: Uh, uh, Tracy, how do you do that? Can you give us information on how to sign up?
1: You know, it's a link and maybe because it's radio, it might be easier for people to just contact me directly and then I can send them the links. Yeah. Um, So they can write to me at Tracy at Michelepuppets.org. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y at M-I-C-H-E-L-E-E, Puppets P-U-P-P-E-T-S dot O-R-G.
0: Perfect and we'll we'll remind people at the very end of this segment that email address again, so people get in touch with you. So I, I think it's beautiful that you're doing that. And you were mentioning, and you've told this to me several times that kids will open up to puppets in a different way. They feel very, very safe. And so are you seeing. You know, twenty minutes—a lot can happen in twenty minutes, right? So, are you seeing really changes in the in kids' perspective of fear during this time with the puppets?
1: Absolutely. Um, we've we've been hearing feedback from parents about the impact that it's making on their children, and we've had uh, some families with children with autism that come back week after week to have these conversations. Um, because they do feel safe talking to the puppet. Um, One family remarked that they they engaged with the puppet in a way that they don't even engage with like grandparents, you know, Mm -hmm. via FaceTime or what have you. Um, We had some comments about the emotional connection that the parents were surprised to see their children making with the puppet on screen. And the way that they were able to open up and share their feelings. And really, sometimes it's just playing. Laughing and playing and having a moment of lightness and joy. Um, and something to break up the monotony of of just that day after day grind of being stuck at home. So um, it's been really, really popular. We had to actually increase the number of. Uh, available time slots because so many people have been signing up.
0: Wow. And I I actually got to witness firsthand uh, that connection between a a child and a puppet. You're one of our great partners at CFC Arts, and I was in a a music class with you, and you brought out a puppet who is in a wheelchair. And I don't think either one of us knew that on that Zoom call, There was also a a young man uh, who also was in a wheelchair. Uh, I believe had cystic fibrosis. Yes, I think was Mm -hmm. and and the way that his face lit up and I I thought they were going to just be tears of joy, (laughs) but that connection, that immediate connection that he had with your puppet was really powerful. It's I don't think it's something I'll ever forget. and, and that was such a beautiful moment. It really, I got to see it firsthand that, that real, that real connection uh, between puppets and kids.
1: Yeah. And you know, we're, we're predominantly a, a touring company. And so we have 35 years of experience in that, but it's amazing that those kind of magical moments can still happen on a screen, you yeah. know, where, where you're not, in the same room, but, but it's just been amazing. So we're really fortunate that we've been able to do that. And uh, we're thankful to you for inviting us to participate in the Central Florida Community Arts classes. We've done three or four with you. And um, we're also moving some of our classes to digital as well. So um, we're learning how to do that. And um, it's been fun and it's a a great adventure.
0: (laughs) Technology is an adventure for sure. That's what we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So, what other projects are you working on, Tracy?
1: Uh, Lots of stuff. Um, We are uh, working on a video series in partnership with Fairwinds Credit Union on financial literacy for children. And so, we're going to be creating music videos using puppets to teach kids about making smart money choices, living generously, um, making choices that lead to financial freedom throughout a lifetime. So when they're adults, they don't get into trouble. So we're very excited. We're working on that project this summer. And then I'm super excited to be partnering with Opera Orlando um, on a new project that they're doing. And we're gonna be building and performing puppets for their new production based on The Secret River, a uh, book by Marjorie kennan Rawlings, So all kinds of good things happening.
0: I love that. And so when will, uh, when will the opera happen and when can people start to see some of these financial freedom videos?
1: Uh, the videos are, it's assuming we can get together uh, to shoot the videos this summer, assuming it's going to be safe, us for, safe enough for us to do that. Uh, The videos should be ready to go by September, and uh, we now have a partnership with PBS Learning Media through WUCF, and we have our own collection of videos and educational resources on the Education Through Puppetry link at PBS Learning Media. So those financial literacy videos will be there, and then they'll also be on our YouTube channel. Um, and then, as far as Opera Orlando, The Secret River, that will premiere uh, December twenty twenty one. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm sure Gabe will tell you all about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so you you are really great at creating partnerships with other organizations, us, Fairwinds, uh, Opera Orlando, and the list goes goes on and on. How can people connect to your YouTube channel? And um, are there is the video archives that people can connect to at home right now on your website.
1: Yeah, so they can, uh, the the best place to find most of our videos is on our YouTube channel. So I would just go to YouTube and search Michelee Puppets and you'll see we have 80 plus videos on there and they cover a range of topics. They're fun, educational music videos and uh, also how-to videos. So we have creative minute videos which we've been pushing out through our email list, too, so that families can have fun, simple activities that they can do at home together. So all of that's available on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can always visit our website and learn more about us and see some of our videos at micheleepuppets.org. And then the PBS Learning Media, uh, we're starting to upload more um, topic Uh, arranged uh, videos, but the the collection is called Education Through Puppetry.
0: Wonderful. Tracy, you're the founder of Michele Puppets, and you've been at the helm of this for 30 plus years. It will be 35 Um, this year. Wow. Uh, that's incredible to me. Uh, as a founder at, at nine years, I, I have so much respect for you. And we uh, through the years, I'm sure there's been so many challenges that have been thrown your way. And this one, of course, Covid nineteen, is definitely a challenge that we're all trying to adapt to. Why do you feel like your mission now is so very important and and continues to be relevant?
1: Well, you know, puppetry, is a wonderful art form for entertainment value, but it is also an incredible tool for helping people mentally, emotionally. Um, It's a wonderful therapeutic tool. And we just find more and more opportunities to use it um, in ways that you might be surprised about. Um, In fact, we're just launching a new partnership with Lifeboat Project Uh, which is an organization that helps victims of human trafficking. And so we are going to be using puppets to raise awareness of that problem through live shows and through videos. So um, I think as long as there are problems and issues and messages that need to be communicated in a creative, entertaining, and non-threatening way, uh, Michele Puppets will be there to be providing those services and if there's someone out there that would like to partner with us to get their message out we're kind of the go-to organization to create arts and and theater and and films on issues and and that's that's our thing that's what we do
0: and you do it so very well Tracy remind our listeners how we can Get in touch with you about the Zoom chats. Also, remind us again how do we get to your website?
1: The website is org. M I C H E L E E Puppets.org. And you can write to me at Tracy, T R A C E Y, at org. Um, if you're interested in the puppet chats or you'd like to have links to our PBS Learning Media collection or uh, you just want to get on our mailing list, probably the easiest thing is just to, just to write directly to me and I can give you all the information you need.
0: That's great, Tracy. Thank you to you and your entire team at Mishley Puppets for helping families stay connected and helping them stay creative and helping them uh, feel safe during this time through puppetry. We all appreciate you.
1: Thank you. It is our joy and our pleasure. And we thank you for what you're doing too, Joshua. Stay safe. Be well. Yes,
0: you. Thank you. You too, my friend. Thanks for joining us, and thanks again for all that you do. Listeners, we'll be right back to hear from Opera Orlando. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. <music> Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. It's been so nice to be back and talking about how the arts are impacting our community still through the COVID-19 pandemic that we're we're all going through. Uh, So uh, wish that Mary could be with us today, but unfortunately, she's not able to. She'll be back with us hopefully in a couple of weeks. But we're having great conversations today with R.K. Kelly and Steve Fessler, as well as Tracy Connor from Michele Puppets. All doing wonderful things in our community, and now we're going to get to talk to a good friend and uh, a Grammy award-winning uh, a performer, uh, Gabriel Pricer from Opera Orlando. <laughs> Hi, Gabe.
4: Hey, Josh. I, I had no idea.
0: had <laughs> yeah, No. Oh. Oh no. I let I let the secret out. Uh, yeah. Gosh. No. <laughs> So Opera Orlando, where the opera comes first. Uh, there Brandy you You told me that several years ago, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. So it, it works. But what's happening in your world, my friend? What is happening in Opera Orlando?
4: Well, it, it definitely is a weird time. Um, I, this isn't my line, but someone else said it best. I've never worked so hard to do so little, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've that been, we've been keep, Yeah. We've been keeping ourselves busy, though, at the opera. We unfortunately had to... Uh, cancel, and postpone our events through March and from March through May. Um, but we were able to transition our youth company classes to an online platform. So our, our kids are still learning their songs during their training. And they're actually going to put on a virtual showcase, which will be Friday, May 29th at noon. Uh, going to be on our Facebook page. <clears throat> and what's really nice about that is we're going to be using that concert as a benefit concert for Orlando Health uh, to raise awareness for uh, their initiatives and raise money for their needs uh, during these crazy times. Sorry, nice. I think I, I'm choking on my snack. I just had a pretzel. I shouldn't have oh.
0: been <laughs> um, That's good, though. You got to eat, Gabe. That's,
4: <laughs> I think we've all been eating too much, but I'll save that for the next, the next uh, episode. we also transition you know usually we do programs in the schools during this time we do master classes with the high schoolers help them get ready for soul and ensemble and uh, orange county public schools reached out to all the arts groups saying you know what can we offer online since all the kids are doing uh, distance learning and we said well we can still do the master classes online and and those have been very successful um, reaching about 200 students each time and it's been fun because it pulls in." Uh, Singers from different high schools that are all in the same master class. So we've had students from Apopka High School, Okoy High School, Lake Nona, Windermere High School, all in the same master class working with our singers. So uh, that's been a wonderful initiative and a shout out to Central Florida, um, United Arts of Central Florida for providing the funding for that. And also a shout out to Orange County Public Schools for their partnership.
0: That's awesome. And so you've been able to really reach a, a lot of youth. And have you you found that through the virtual platform, you've been able to really broaden the scope of how many kids you reach, right? And and the places that you're reaching. Exactly. Out. And we're, find, exactly we're finding right. that through this time with the arts that it is it is definitely hard to have rehearsals in person. It's hard to, uh, to figure out when we can get back to performances. But it seems like all of us have been mm-hmm. able to really ramp up our education. Uh, piece of it. So are you finding maybe that there will be ways that you can educate youth or adults uh, in this virtual world that you won't go back to even when we can be in person? Yeah, I
4: think the online masterclasses, we will continue to use that platform because it enables us to reach more kids. We'll, we'll probably do a mixture, you know, some in person and, and some via uh, live stream or or via the online platform. And even with our adult audience, you know, we started doing weekly live streams. We call them the high notes. I know. Very clever. Very clever. (laughs) Um, And they're basically just updates uh, on how the company, at least we started it to be updates on how we're doing. Uh, But then we saw it as an opportunity to bring in artists and do interviews, show past production footage, show teaser footage for upcoming productions whenever we're allowed to do those. And we've gotten a huge response from that as well. So uh, not only uh, reaching out to the younger uh, demographic and doing some arts education there, but also just educating our, our regular audience and keeping in touch with them via uh, Facebook Live, uh, via YouTube, has uh, been a really rewarding experience and one that I think will continue even when, we're, uh, when we don't have to be socially distanced.
0: I love that, Gabe. So tell listeners how they can watch High Note.
4: You can uh, see all the episodes on our YouTube page, which is just Opera Orlando. Uh, that's our, our handle, where opera comes first, like Josh said. Mm-hmm. Um, to see the live uh, feed, uh, we do those every Friday at noon um, on our Facebook page, which is also Opera Orlando.
0: Awesome. So you're working with the school systems, you're doing some master classes, and you're being able to work with your youth company. Are you preparing for shows at all? We, we actually are. You know, we
4: took the approach that um, next season is going to be our fifth anniversary season. And we already had a, a, some wonderful performers lined up, some wonderful repertoire. We're going to be opening Steinmetz Hall next season at Dr. Phillips Center. So we'd already put a lot of work into it before we hit uh, COVID-19. So we decided, you know, let's go ahead and get all the contracts in place, get all the performers, the concepts Uh, you'll see that we have our marketing stuff already out there. We're even selling season tickets, which surprisingly, Josh, are selling very well. We sold over 200 season ticket packages, which is just amazing. That's awesome. Um, awesome. And we've tried to be clear in our communication that it's our hope that we will put on those shows. If for some reason we can't, we will just postpone them and we will put them on at some point. We will have a fifth anniversary season (laughs) at some point. Um, So, so yeah, you know, We're trying to make the most of this downtime, so to speak. I'm using air quotes. I know you can't Mm -hmm, see them. mm -hmm. Uh, Downtime, quote unquote, (laughs) uh, to get ourselves prepared for those productions um, and and get everything in place. So once we are allowed to emerge from our homes and do live theater, that we're ready to go and and really um, have something to celebrate. And I I think people are eager to get back together. So so we're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, people are eager. And I believe that like now the arts are helping so many people in their homes, whether it's singing or dancing or watching a movie or doing a puzzle or poetry. You know, the arts are helping us get through this. And I believe it will be the same on the other side. Arts will help us kind of come back with this resilience of being able to gather again and to experience something beautiful together. And so tell us about maybe a show or uh, tell us about a production that you're excited about.
4: Well, it just kind of worked out this way that we're going to open next season with Deflater Mouse, uh, also known as the Revenge of the Bat. For those that might not be familiar with it, Deflater Mouse is a big party show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a mass ball. There's these uh, glorious waltzes in the orchestra. Uh, we're going to be doing that at the Walt Disney Theater at Dr. Phillips Center. Um, and for us, it's, it was a way to celebrate our fifth anniversary. But I think it would also be a way to celebrate uh, getting out of our homes when, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever we're able to put it on. Uh, So we're excited to do that. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we're doing uh, a remount of Hansel and Gretel, which was so widely acclaimed when we did that two years ago. So we're bringing that production back during the holidays. And of course, the big one for us next season is Carmen, which will open. will be the first opera in Steinmetz Hall. And what's unique about it is we're actually setting Carmen in Haiti in the 1960s. Uh, I don't think that's been done before. Uh, bringing in Brianna Hunter, who's been praised as a mesmerizing Carmen by Opera News. She's coming down uh, to be our title role. Uh, Nathan Granner from Los Angeles coming over to play Don Jose. We, we really have a great cast put together. And I think the concept is going to be, it's going to be really hot.
0: I love it. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yes. Yeah, so, and you have done, Yeah, I've been to multiple productions of yours, Gabe, and you guys are do things first class and quality you bring in incredible artists here to central florida the Thank show and I, I don't remember the name but at the christmas show you did last year with this with oh the soldiers all, is the, calm. all is oh, calm oh it was one of the best things i have seen in central florida truly beautiful it was a special and
4: piece for us too it, yeah it
0: really was so what is what is really driving you gave. I mean, you kind of reimagined opera here in Central Florida. What do you want our listeners and our community to really gain from um, participating or experiencing opera?
4: Well, first and foremost, I just have to say it's a team effort. You know, I couldn't do it with uh, a wonderful board, wonderful staff. Um, my brother, Grant, who is now our artistic director, he, he deserves a lot of credit there, too. He directed all is calm. But, you know, I think the approach that we take, Josh, is that opera is fun should be fun it's it's entertainment um it's it's popular art uh it's not a museum piece um even though the music might have been written centuries ago the composers might be dead it's still relevant in so many ways and we try and do a mixture of both modern opera like all is calm which was just written uh, about 10 years ago and of the more classical stuff like carmen and of course lava wham that we did a couple years back uh, th- there is so much of the opera world, and we try and give uh, a wide variety. We try and always do it with a of uh, levity. You know, we don't mm-hmm. take ourselves too too mm-hmm. serious <laughs> at, at Opera Orlando. Hence our uh, our silly um, uh, whatever you call the what do you call those uh, little mantras, like where opera comes first. You know, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah we just we just try and keep it 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 fun um while honoring the art form and and making the art form accessible and relevant to our audience
0: yeah i think those words accessible and relevant really do speak to the mission of of what opera orlando is doing I, i think anybody can go to a production put on by opera orlando and feel like they have gained something by by being there and being a part of the shows Um, I think there's sometimes a stigma that opera is only for certain people or populations. And really at Opera Orlando, everyone feels welcome when they come to see a show.
4: That's right. You know, and, and as much as we can with certain productions. What is the
0: target date that you're going to start your opening production?
4: uh Later Mouse is supposed to open the end of October. End of October. So that would be our first full production. Okay, and tell
0: us how yeah. we can get tickets or get in, up to date information on all the productions. If if they are happening or changing dates or whatever it may be, how can we stay in t- in touch with you?
4: Sure. Best place to go is our website, OperaOrlando.org, and
0: season tickets are on sale and they are on sale at DrPhillipsCenter.org. Perfect. And of course, during this time all of our organizations uh, need the support of our community from a volunteer standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint. So if someone wants right. to help Opera Orlando and make a donation, how can they do that?
4: Well, aside from calling me on my cell phone, <laughs> uh, there you'll see on our webpage is, is a donate button. You can't miss it. It's really big and and definitely we always need the support and you know, our hearts go out to the entire community that's been impacted. I know it's not just the arts industry, so. Um, we're, we're just hopeful that we can all get through this.
0: Well, Gabe, thank you for all that you and your team do for our community. And I, I am very much looking forward to the next season of opera. We only have a moment left together. So uh, remind us of that uh, website one more time, but then also leave us with just a few words of why our community needs to support the arts during this time.
4: Sure. So you can go to operalando.org and You know, Josh, I'll tell you what's so interesting is when the pandemic hit, I think the first thing that everyone turned to, whether they realized it or not, were the arts, Mm. entertainment, Netflix, Hulu. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, important, important part of our lives. And I think we're understanding that even more so. Uh, without having live yeah. theater well
0: gabe we're looking forward to opera orlando being back on the stage but until then we can connect with you in so many ways so opera orlando.org and uh, be well and be safe my friend thanks josh you too take care listeners thanks for joining us this week and thank you for supporting the arts uh Michele puppets the feed the need and also opera orlando we'll see you next week here on from the heart on magic 107.7 fm